What is going on, people? It's the Fly Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Martin Novak. This week, I have Finky on. Um, if you guys haven't heard of him, he's a French pilot that I think blew up literally overnight. Uh, he talks about it on the show. He's up to like 30,000 followers, and he's a professional drone pilot um, in terms of like commercial shoots and stuff like that, and he makes some amazing content. So I wanted to have him on the show. Super nice guy. Um, if you guys haven't seen his video of the longboarder catching the drone and letting it go again, um, that's the video that really brought um, or made me want to have him on the show. It's a great episode. Like I said, he's a super nice guy. He's got uh, a new frame coming out, so check that out um, from Pierrot Frames. And uh, yeah, I think he opened up my eyes to how awesome the French FPV community is, and uh, you guys should check out all the French FPV pilots. On another note, Um, In terms of the giveaway for the three t-shirts, I didn't realize last week that it wouldn't even be a week before I release the next episode, so I'm going to extend the contest till Monday of next week, which is another big announcement. As of next week, I will be going to two episodes a week, so you guys will have all the Fly Live podcast, or double the Fly Live podcast uh, from before, and uh, thanks to all you guys for listening. You made this possible. And also, I'll leave it in the show notes, but donations for the show would be much appreciated. I didn't want to set up any form of, you know, asking for donations until I felt like I was putting out enough content to make it worth your guys' while. Um, But now going to two episodes a week, it's becoming a bit more. So in the show notes, you can either um, pledge money on Patreon or straight through Anchor. Patreon is a one-time pledge. Anchor is like a subscription Um, It varies from a dollar to nine dollars and then patreon you can pledge whatever anything helps Um, If you don't pledge, I'm gonna keep making these and it's fine. We've all been there But thanks for listening anyway, and see you guys next week Let's roll into it tell the people who you are where you're at and uh, what you do Well, I'm uh, Finky. I'm a French FPV pilot and uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm doing either bendos or either just uh, cinematic stuff. I mean, I don't really like to call it cinematic. I just like to call it shooting cool stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I try to kind of like do like fun stuff, basically. Super cool. And uh, and you're in France now, correct? Yeah, I live in Paris. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Uh, I've only been to Paris once, but I was there for Bastille Day in 2012. Um, in downtown okay. Paris, and it was probably like it made our Fourth of July look like child's play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the biggest days. We've got two actually. We've got Fourteenth of July, and then we've got uh, the Fifteenth of August as well. And yeah, both of them are really, really big celebrations. Yeah, uh, yeah, and especially in Paris, it's it's pretty cool. But all around France, because it, it's summer at that time, and it's like a big, big thing for like tourist locations, especially like all around the coast everywhere there's massive fireworks and yeah it's pretty cool yeah are you originally from france yes i am very cool i I get that question a lot actually because i I speak english a bit differently than other french dudes might might speak that 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 was yeah that's what i thought like you're it just doesn't (laughs) sound like the classic tv french accent that we're used to over here you know (laughs) Oh, but uh, I can do it as well. Uh, that's yeah, not the problem. Just do that. But, uh, I can do not do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, man, you yeah, uh, you are don't. like I feel like 
I feel like you popped up onto my radar, and by the time you did, I don't know whether it's like if FPV is divided by the ocean or something like that. By the time you popped up <laughs> on my radar, you seem to be like a real master of your craft, like at another level. How long have you been flying? I've been flying for a bit more than two years now. Uh, okay. Um, and what got you into it originally? Like, what's your what's your uh, first taste? Yeah, it, it was it is pretty funny because like a lot of people will say like, oh yeah, I saw a video, oh, I saw this, but for me, I saw it uh, IRL basically. I was just uh, in a shoot because I'm I'm originally a creative in advertising, and I was there for a shoot in South Africa, and uh, we were shooting this like massive like car commercial. And um, then, like, during that time, there was, like, the drone operator that was flying the Alta. At some point, he just landed and started flying FPV, but just for fun, like, definitely not. Like, he, I think he was flying a Vortex, like, 250 or something. Just burning some time. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was just, like, having fun. And, like, I remember, like, the producer showing off, being like, hey, do you see, like, how this guy is actually really good with a drone and blah, blah, blah. And, and this dude was just like ripping around. Like he was, he was not exactly flying FPV. He was flying with a screen and like looking like back and forth between the screen and the, and, and doing line of sight. But it was pretty crazy what he was doing with it. And I was like, whoa, what is that? And I, I knew about drones obviously because I, I had bought one like a year before, but it was like some bullshit stuff that I got for like a hundred bucks, like a SEMA basically. And I flew that twice, and I was like, ah, no, don't think I can I can do that, and it's not fun. So I'd completely like quit. And then uh, I, when I saw that, I was like, I have to get into this. And uh, the guy was like, yeah, just uh, just get a tiny whoop. And uh, I I got home back in Paris, and I immediately bought a tiny whoop. Like, first thing I did, I guess, when I got back home before I even unpacked, I bought my tiny whoop, and I started flying, and I, I was, like, I bought the, the Inductrix, uh, the Blade Inductrix one, the yellow one, with the remote and everything. It was, like, 200 bucks with a screen and everything. I was like, wow, that's a... I mean, to get into it, it was, it was a pretty cool deal, according to me. And uh, and then like uh, I, I couldn't do rolls with it, and I, I could see that like people would were able to do rolls and tricks, and I was like, how? Like what? what what's the problem with that one? Uh, what? What won't it do it? And like I I just like immediately started like learning, watching more and more videos. I found out that I didn't have the right flight controller, so I bought one. And as I bought one, I was like, hey, maybe I should get a five inch as well, because uh, these things take, because I bought it on Banggood, not going to lie. And, yeah, and, we've uh, all been there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was like, hey, I, I can get Wizard as well. And uh, and uh, that way it's all built and everything. It's got radio and I can start flying. So at that time I had bought Fat Chucks already. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, just, I'll just do that. And so I, I I bought it and I waited a whole month for my actual like tiny whoop like that could like with an F3 flight controller and the wizard to come and uh, and in the meantime I just watched like a bunch of videos and then I was like getting so hamped up about about everything because I, I I I realized that wow it was like an actual tool for videography that could be really interesting to use and. 
And that's what made me even more passionate. So immediately when I got it, I really wanted to fly the five inch. And uh, it was raining on that day, I remember. And I was like, fuck, like how, like how am I gonna do, like how am I gonna do it? So I, like while I was like researching before that, I uh, realized that there was a group in Paris called the Paris Street Riders. Because one of the biggest like hurdles in Paris is that you can't really fly in Paris. In the whole, it, inside of the whole city, it's impossible. I mean, it's possible, but because you can literally plug it in and just go. But if you do, you're gonna get like you're gonna get shit from the police. So, but I found this group that was like kind of underground, like flying in like parking lots, like in the evening, and and I was like, wow, these guys do cool shit. So I just asked them like, where can I fly? Because it's raining. And one of them was like, hey, come, like, this evening to this parking lot. And then I felt like I went there and I felt like I was in, like, Tokyo Drift, like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, like, first, like, night. Uh, and the next day there was a big event at another parking lot. And I went there, and this is where I met with a guy called Petit Soldat, which is, like, uh, pretty famous in France. He does, like, a, he's an amazing pilot. And he was, like, really big already at the time. And I was, like, wow, like, fine fanboying over the, the, this guy because I had seen all his videos by then. And I was, like, wow. And then we started, like, flying quite a lot together. And he taught me pretty much everything I know. Uh, and, yeah, that's it, basically. That's good to know because he comes up in my feed a lot and he likes all my stuff. And, I like, my girlfriend and I are huge fans of Petite Biscuit, like his music. Mm -hmm. And I always think of him. When I see Petit Soldat's mm -hmm. FPV handle, that's yeah. super cool. Um, so when you got mm -hmm. an FPV with your, you know, creative um, background, did you, like you said, you almost immediately saw it as like a camera platform? Yeah, exactly. Because um, before that, I was, I, I was not really interested in all the whole like racing part of it. I was um, like. You know, like we had that like two DCL events in Paris, like on the Champs Elysees, which is like one of the main avenues in Paris, mostly for tourists. Like, no Parisians yeah, ever yeah. go there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like uh, for, for 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 people outside of Paris, it's a big thing. <laughs> but yeah, like we they, they they had that event. I remember like the year before I started flying. And I was like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, people were like, oh, you should go. Like, yeah, you, you like drones? You want to get a Mavic, right? And I was like, yeah, but I don't give a shit about racing. It looks shit. And, like, what am I going to do with that? And, uh, yeah, like, so as soon as I understood that I could put a GoPro on that and film some crazy shit, uh, I just, like, it just took me away. Like, uh, the first thing that I saw that made me realize that was actually a corridor a digital corridor video that Rotor Riot did before they were even like Rotor Riot, before they had the channel. Uh, it's like a Star Wars video. Yeah, under that bridge and stuff out there. Like, I remember exactly, that. Yeah. 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 So that one, I was like, this is this is like an amazing creative tool, and I want to I want to start exploring with that. And yeah, like uh, the tiny whoop being like such a cool, cool platform to be able to just like practice it helped me a lot in the like in the early days. I would like take it to the office and fly around like in my advertising agency, and everyone would be like, "Oh, it's so cool!" And uh, and yeah, slowly it became something that I increasingly did. But yeah, yeah. And did you, you know, like on the same front when you were getting into it, were 
did you find that the GoPro would be a limiting thing? Like getting into it where you're like, oh shit, we can only put GoPros on these? Mm-hmm. Or was that exciting enough to be like, I can work with it? Um, in the beginning, I didn't really realize it. And also, I didn't have any GoPros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, yeah, like my first my first videos on my channel I actually shot with a Roncam 3 uh, because I had seen that Bardwell video where he was like, look, like he was like pausing the video and being like, look, this image is better than this one. But this is a still and, and the other one is, I mean, it's not the same as moving images. Like you can't judge like this, but I didn't know that by then. So I bought one, immediately regretted it because I went to Iceland for a shoot and I wanted to do like a cool video over there. And all my videos looked like shit because of the Roncam 3. And then, yeah, and then I, I just bought an actual Session 5. And uh, they, they were like 200 bucks by then, I mean, at the, at the time. And yeah, like, I just I just started flying GoPros afterwards. So already the GoPro for me was like, wow, like, it's, it's so much better. Yeah. But, and then like slowly after a while when my, my videos started like getting better, I would get feedbacks from my colleagues in advertising agencies saying like, uh, you know, like we can't use this. Like it, it's a shame because we really would like to use this, uh, but we can't because it's a GoPro. And uh, and yeah, like then I realized it. But at first I didn't. <laughs> Are you, you know, because like the, the video you did recently where the guy on the longboard catches the drone, Mm-hmm. That to me was that was a GoPro, right? Yeah, everything's a, everything yeah. is shot with a cine whoop on that one. And that to me looked like the least GoPro looking footage ever. Um, like it was so sharp yeah. and like it was just awesome. Um, and especially even on the YouTube mm-hmm. upload, which I want to get into later. But did you like have to massage this footage um, so people would like it, or do you still feel like you know agencies like this kind of have an adverse reaction to GoPro footage, or can you? you know, like hide it in Mm. there a bit and make it look better. Yeah, well, now, like, that's the thing. Like, so uh, they told me that, I mean, now I don't work in advertising anymore. I'm a full-time FU pilot. But when when, when they told me that, I was like, okay, just just wait a little bit and I'll make something. Like, this has always been, like, my kind of strategy to be like, oh, you don't like, I mean, you, you think that you can't use this footage for this or that? Well, let me, give me just a second and uh, I'll make some footage that fits your needs and uh, you will not even realize that it's like a GoPro. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, like that's basically, uh, that's basically what I did afterwards. But yeah, it's a very limiting thing, I think, in terms of, I mean, it's, it's getting better because now like everyone's kind of realizing and it's, it's a lead by example kind of thing because you you upload things that don't look like GoPro, but it's shot with GoPro. And then people realize, oh, a GoPro can actually look like that. And, uh, and yeah, like that, that, that's basically been my strategy to just like fucking do, do something and then make people realize that you can actually do stuff that don't look like GoPro or whatever. But sometimes also it's a a director's thing. Like some directors just want to have that red, camera with like the best glass on it and just so they can speak about how they use that anamorphic lens afterwards and stuff but they don't need it (laughs) they don't need it because in the end it's for for digital and it's not 
in in the way they process it and and like transcode it is really really bad. So, I mean, it's just like a, a thing. Like as as long as like you, I I think that as long as like you you use it properly or you make it look like, I mean, you can make anything look the way you want it if you if you really put your if if you really try basically. Yeah, and what are your um, like when you go out and shoot? Um, I'm I'm gonna assume real steady is a thing here for yeah. you, like in yeah, your definitely. process. Um, and then mm-hmm. like what are your besides that? Like what do you like to shoot in, and what are your ways to un-GoPro the GoPro a bit? <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I I do. I have three setups that I um, I use. The first one is just the freestyle setup that I will just use with a session five, where it's it's a very GoPro-y look for that one. It's just 2.7, 30 frames a second, just just normal like auto shutter, <laughs> like just and that is what I use for bendos. Like when I fly bendos, I'll just I'll just use that. But then uh, when I go to like pro shoot. I tell them you have two options. Either we shoot in 2.7K and then you get a higher frame rate. You can get a 50 or a 60 if you want, like depending on, because yeah. we use PAL in France. So we, we get like 50 frames, which is always like weird, like pissing me off because I'd like to use 60. <laughs> but but we, we have those like norms and shit. So, but yeah, sometimes I, I manage to use 60. So I tell them either you use 27 and we use it in 60, or either you use 4K and we use it in 30. Because uh, I want to use the 4x3 so that I can process everything on Real Steady Go afterwards. And um, and yeah, that's that's basically been my go-to these days. And then obviously fixed shutter with a 180 rule, and uh, then f- fixed ISO, fixed uh, white balance, at five, uh, at five, uh, 500k, um, that's really important as well. And, uh, flat colors, obviously, protein. Uh, yeah, then it's like standard, standard stuff, I think. But yeah. yeah. And then sometimes you... a little ND when, when it's like very bright yeah. so that we can get the, the 180 rule and that's it. Yeah. It's so different than trying to get like buttery motion blur FPV freestyle footage. You know, it's like in that mm, yeah. in that sense, I'm like ND it out, crank that shit. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you and like so? How do you feel about real steady go now? Like, how much free time? Um, do you, like, how many other hobbies do you have now with all that free time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I it was it's funny because like little story about like real steady and real steady go in general. Uh, like, I. About in, in November, I think I did this like Bendo video that a lot of people saw, and one of them was Robert McIntosh, and he saw that video and he contacted me and he was like, "Hey, uh, I, I would you like send me some footage so that I can like test things out uh, on a new like version of the of Real Study that we've got?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> like, um, like here it is. Yeah, and, uh, what, where do you so want me to send, send it?" it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I was like right away, and um, and and so we were we exchanged like back and forth like this uh, for like three months. I was just like sending him footage of like everything, like session up to like Hero Seven. I would just send him stuff, 
And then at some point I was like, I, I still didn't have Real Steady, so I was like, hey, uh, you know what? I'm 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 gonna buy it. So I bought Real Steady, uh, the 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 the, the uh, After Effects version, and started working with it. I had worked with it in the past on the on the demo, and my computer was way too bad to be processing that at the time. So I started using it on a better computer. And I was like, yeah, and it's it's good, but eight hours for, <laughs> for to export at like one minute, uh, or like yeah, it's it's a long time. <laughs> it is. And uh, and then, yeah, and then like I start, I, I try to like beef it up with like an an eGPU. Uh, I've got like an eGP uh, a Razer uh, Core X, I think it's called, and uh, with a Vega sixty four in it that like helps out uh but i found out that most of the effects were actually not on the gpu the cpu effects so then uh it, it was it was not really i mean it didn't really improve it that much but then i was like fuck like that i mean i, I and th- and then he came out with uh rule steady go but before he did like when i was sending him files that it, it was it was pretty funny to me because i would send him a file and then two hours later, he'd be like, yep, there you go. Five minutes of footage, uh, like uncut, everything, real steadied. And I was like, how does he do What kind that? of computer like, do you was, have? <laughs> I was like, ooh, like what? Like you, you, you stay, like, did you, like, were you like just waiting for my file? And then like, you were like, okay, there you go. <laughs> just like yeah. How many computers do you have in the room, like to to be able to do that for everyone? I was like, oh, this is crazy. And uh, and first he didn't tell me. He was like, just like, hey, that's there you go. Yeah. And um, and slowly, like we we started like. I mean, he started telling me, and then we met in uh, in LA because I, I went to LA. Um, it was like two months ago. And, uh, and yeah, like he, then, then we started exchanging about that. So yeah, Rule Steady Go, it's been a game changer. Like from like the, the, the time it got out, like I had been testing it for like two months before that, I think one or two months. And I was like, wow, like this is, this is so good. Like this is going to change so many pilots' lives in, 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 in such a cool way. And and it I think it does like is for example my my lot fee uh, the longboarding video I wouldn't have been able to do it without Real Steady Go because this video I started from nothing and in six hours it was done like the whole thing I had untreated footage like everything and and yeah like in in the six hours I was I managed to just like do everything so this helps you. Real Steady Go it helps you so much in so many different ways where you, you, you just want to try it out. Sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know about this one. Like, uh, how would it look if I put this? And then you try it and you're like, okay, cool. Uh, uh, maybe I'll try narrower now. And like, it's such a luxury thing. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's such a luxury. Yeah. And I think it, you know, like people, like before Real Steady Go came out and Real Steady was $400 and some people didn't pay for it, I think it kind of, for some people, at least in the freestyle world, had like a slight negative connotation of like it's like a crutch, you know, like it automatically smooths out your footage. But I think now pilots and outside industries are realizing that it basically just leveled up the playing field for FPV. Like, you know, if you were this good or cared about your footage and now this is accessible, um, it just makes it that much better. And it doesn't replace 
being able to like orbit the long border and fly it up to his hand, you know, like that kind of skill is never going to be replaced with rendering. Um, but like we were talking about with industry people looking at drone footage and being like, yeah, I don't want that. I feel like for out of industry people, real steady makes it look not like a racing drone. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, definitely it's, uh, personally, like I don't really care about what people will say about like whether it's cheating, like some people like yeah. almost take it as cheating. And I, I think it's kind of silly uh, because if there's something that can make your quad fly better, I mean, look better, if your footage fly, look better in the end, if, why don't you use it? Like, it's it's something that is kind of a no-brainer to me. Like, it, it, otherwise, we would all, like, kind of just, like, have batteries dangling down the quad and because, like, that's how we're supposed... What, what, it, it doesn't make any sense to me, like, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I get that, like, for, for freestyle pure like freestyle videos i'd never use it because i want to show how the quad flies how my like um, i mean what what do i do with my sticks and how like but everything else like you can you can definitely use it uh but yeah for, for pure freestyle if i'm showcasing how a product uh works i don't want to use it because yeah. i want to i want to show people like the raw uh impression of that and the hot, the raw effect of that product yeah that'd be funny being like yeah i love these new props and then just show a real steady clip or something <laughs> yeah it'd be like telling you like yeah. you love image stabilization in the new sony and you're using a gimbal on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's been done before in a lot of ads yeah like... i believe it <laughs> yeah. do you still um, <clears throat> no, but... fly a lot of freestyle though yeah, I, I do, actually, because I think it's really important to be able to do everything. Uh, that's what is going to make it easy when you're shooting, uh, like, on a gig, uh, and they ask you, like, okay, now you fly through this tree, or, like, oh, fly through these guys, this guy's legs, or whatever, like, whatever crazy shit they come up with. <laughs> if if you if, if, if you, you're used to freestyling, you're just gonna you're just gonna do it like nail it first first try or you're just gonna be more comfortable doing it like I think that's like a misconception that a lot of people ha may have about like pro shoots and stuff it's because it's definitely easier flying but the you already have so much stuff to deal with at that time that and and you have to be so safe because if you crash and you i mean first of all never come to a gig without at least three quads three working quads but on top of that like if you crash one you're gonna look like someone that doesn't really know how to like what he's doing so you need to be at 80 percent of your ability all the time so if your abilities are like very high because you're freestyling all the time and you know exactly like you're sticking puts in everything perfectly then it's going to be easier so yeah freestyle like i try to freestyle as much as i can i was actually yesterday just flying you know i did like a full ipo just like i'm gonna fly very low to the ground and do rolls that need to be perfect like every time they stop they just have to be like perfect stuff like that like i i do it's it like all running the time drills I wanna... yeah exactly 
And uh, even like for the, I, I, I'm not a juicy star like pilot. I'm more like of a like someone that goes through gaps and does like. I don't know, man. Like I was watching your orca video. I saw some yajus coming out in there. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the, the orca is a good example because like that one. I'm trying to be juicy, but like I want to like I'm not a, a juicy pilot, but I want to be able to do the juicy style. And, uh, and be like, okay, like, I, I know how to do that. Now, maybe I'll use it some someday for something. But yeah, I, I want to be able to, like, in terms of, like, piloting, I want to be able to do everything and to master kind of everything so that once I have to do something very specific, I can do it. Yeah, that's really good to hear, too, because I, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, if you can just do with a quad what you want it to do, you know, like any direction, any angle, stop it in a box, turn, whatever, um, in a high like speed situation, like flying bandos or in a thick forest, then you're desensitized to like that <gasps> moment when you're like at the edge of your comfort zone. And then when you go to one of these shoots, you're like, yeah, okay, this is like probably the third chillest thing I've done this week with a quad, you know, and then <laughs> there's more pressure yeah. and stakes, but at least you have the, like the headspace to think about instead of worrying about you know, the actual flying. Exactly. Yeah. And even on top of that, it's just like, yeah, it's just like knowing your quad and knowing exactly how everything's going to happen. And yeah, like it's a good feeling to be in control rather than if, if what you have to do is already like so impressive for yourself, like it's not going to work out. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's your, like, what's your biggest fuck up basically on a shoot or like you know like hardest lesson you've learned minus run camp threes in iceland oh yeah <laughs> um yeah i did one shoot where it was it was one of my like favorite shoots uh but i messed it all up at the last shot on the last shot very very last shot we shot for a whole week last we pack last shot same thing yeah we had to to jump through like so many hoops on that whole shoot like at some point we we landed uh, it was in in like a, a country where like electricity and all that was not really great and we landed there and uh the the charger my charger wouldn't work and and like we we still made made it i mean managed to make everything work and to take some shots for like three four days then we fixed the the charger situation Everything went pretty smooth. It was the last day. Uh, we had some amazing shots in the box. And then on the very, very last one, the guy is like, hey, how about you, 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 you come like up like over the water here and then you just jump in, this, like, in the streets uh, of this, of this like, little city. And, uh, but, but we can't see you in the shot. So you have to hide behind this car and behind these houses and behind these things. And I was like, I don't know, man, like, there's a lot of, like, the, the signal to do that is going to be very, very bad. And he was like, yeah, but, I mean, come on, like, you can do it. And, and I kind of got peer pressured into you doing it. And so I go up and I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe it, maybe it will work. Maybe it will work. So I'm like, maybe if I line it up perfectly, it should work. So I start going. I do two runs, two, three runs, and it works. And the guy's like, see, told you. Uh, you could do it. And I'm like, let me just do it one last one. And I go up and I'm like, maybe this time I get like a little bit farther. And I do that. And I, I, I turn 
and then I lose signal, and the quad drops, like, in the water, but very close to the shore. And water, and, are we talking ocean like, water or lake water? Yeah, ocean water. Okay. And, and, and like, we, we can see it burning underwater, literally, like, an electric fire underwater, like, burning, and the guys are like, oh, your quad's burning, and I'm like, oh, and I just snapped. Like, I, because... I had told this this guy that it was I mean it, it was not working out, but I didn't listen to myself enough and I I, I kind of got greedy after a while and but it was a whole thing like it was just a whole mix of like emotions because I was scared that the quad may have like dropped on someone and lots of things but yeah it was it was a big like fuck up on my side and yeah then I got mad at the guy. And the guy was just trying to do, like, trying to get the best shot. And, and but yeah, like, I got, and, and yeah, like, that's, like, messed up the whole end of the shoot. Like, the whole atmosphere of the shoot just went, like, down. Did you get the GoPro back? Yeah, yeah we got everything back, actually. Was it all just and, torched yeah. and soaked? <laughs> that's such an ironic <laughs> yeah, thing, like, burning underwater. GoPro, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apart from the GoPro, everything was... And, and the frame, the frame survived as well, but everything else, like all the electronics, everything, the, the motors were like hard, like you couldn't spin them, uh, like it had like melted, so... Yeah, like the wires fused, and, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly, they all fused, and it was it was crazy. The battery was, it's still fine, it still flies to this day, but yeah, like, uh, that, was, that was one of my first shoots, and yeah, it taught me that I need to, like, be completely, like... I mean, if if I do a shot and I lose the quad, it's my fault. It's no one else's fault. If they peer pressured me into doing it, then I'm too weak for like I'm, I've been weak for for accepting to do the shot, and like it's my fault. I, and and I've agreed to do that shot, so I'm the only one to blame. I can't I can't be blaming anyone else, and especially not snapping at someone afterwards. Like yeah. that was, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a super emotional dude, and like if like if something like this happens, and it's like a like my quads are like babies to me, and like I was like they replaced the whole quad and everything, and but I was still mad because like of the time that I spent caring for that thing, and yeah, like I was yeah, it was like weird, but yeah, that was yeah. sorry, maybe it took it to like too dark of a fuck off no i think it's a good i think it's a good lesson um and think like and for sharing too because you know i think for a lot of people we just see the finished product not like the hurdles that came with creating it and all this stuff and you know like the problems of fpv are only like that much greater when you have other eyes on you and the pressure of like a shoot and all this stuff you know like i get pissed if i something like that happened and i was you know by myself by the ocean i would be super pissed but like surrounded by people, that kind of emotional thing. Um, but next time someone's like, "Yeah, we don't want your quad in the shot," just be like, "Adobe just added content, smart, aware, Phil. You're fine. Just <laughs> let me fly through here." <laughs> have you? Yeah, it's like, have you had a time since then where you kind of had to put your foot down? You know, where you were like, "Yeah, this is the limit of my performance of this quad or whatever," and like, this is all I can do. And you kind of thought back on that moment, and you were like, "I need to draw the line here." Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been. I mean, because people they don't really know what our quads can do, and they think like it's a D, like a DJI where like if you send it too far and then it loses signal, it's gonna come back or something. They don't really realize uh, that it's just gonna drop like a rock. And uh, and 
yeah, like I, I've had times before that where I have to say, no, I'm, I'm sorry, like this shot, I can't do it like this. But if you give me like a bit of time, maybe I can go down. Because like, for example, like situations where we are like on top of a hill, like a massive hill, and the guys are like, yeah, you, you just like like die from here. You're like, nah, because like if I dive, like this, the, the I mean, the, the the earth is between us, and then like it's gonna lose <laughs> signal, and there's no way to go down that hill, so that that cliff. So what do you want me to to do? Like I can't. But yeah, like I've I've had situations where I have to say, uh, let me let me do it differently. Yeah. That's that's the best way of of doing. I think instead of um, saying no, you should say like oh uh, maybe there's another way and always trying to come up with a solution because otherwise you just look like the guy that doesn't want to do shit and it's always weird because like there's always this limit where you're like yeah like if you if you keep saying no at some point you're going to look like this like guy that just doesn't want to work so yeah yeah do you uh do you find that on shoots you regularly um like have to ride that edge like, are some shoots, like, pretty uh, casual and you're like, okay, sweet, this is in, like, a football field area, I can see everywhere I'm going to go? Or is it, like, there's always, you know, kind of a moment where you're like, ah, I got to go around that building and, you know? Uh, it depends. It depends on what you do. Like, most of the time, I'd say I'm perfectly fine uh, and I'm not really on that edge. Uh, but sometimes you come up to, like, natural environments and you... Like super, like gnarly stuff. You're like, okay, like, uh, you want me to go down that cliff? You wanted me to, like, go that far? Okay. And, but now I don't really stress about it anymore because as soon as I, like, I've made, like, a decision with myself to be, like, if you agree to do it, you, you just all in and, and that's it. Like, you, you, if you, if you say yes to this, you, it's, it has to work. And if it doesn't, it's, your fault or like it's 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 not a, a a big deal you've agreed to lose the quad basically like i remember this very first like video that i did where like i saw like a, a i was flying around like just by the ocean and i saw a boat like that was about a kilometer in like i mean like away from shore and i was like i want to get that to that boat and at that time as soon as i like plug the quad in i was like this quad's lost if i get it back it's a bonus but like i agree to like at this moment i agree to lose this machine and i'm perfectly fine with it i've already made peace with it off you go sounds and, like uh, a page and, at a trappy's book <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like you have to agree to lose that machine if you want to like do do this, so that like if you lose it, it's fine. Like, yeah, it's it's actually Floron Rock that told that taught me that the guy that flies like sixty degrees, you know, like yeah, like Matty, and like he told me that he breaks so much stuff that every time he plugs in, he's like, yeah, that quad's lost. It's it's fine. Like comes back and and he's like party bonus. Yeah, exactly. It's like bonus. <laughs> um, do you do you run Crossfire for your stuff? Yeah, yeah and then, absolutely. Yeah, and then have you ever considered uh, like putting GPS on the squirts just as like an extra insurance policy? Uh, on the squirts, no, because like I don't really, 
I don't really fly them in risky environments. So even if if it's in a risky environment, it will be. <laughs> it, I mean, if it falls in the river or something, I don't give it. Like I'll I'll just go and pick it up because it's not a long range kind of like quad. Yeah. You, like for for my five inch, uh, like I have one with a GPS. I actually have two now, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's not something that I put on most of my quads because I don't like if if it happens, it happens, and that's it. And plus, I fly Kiss, so there's no return to home on Kiss. That's and, interesting. Yeah. I was gonna ask what your setup was, but Kiss, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I just love that. Yeah, yeah, I just love the the flying feeling, and honestly, like it's surprising uh, a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm always surprised that not a lot of more people give it a go because it's such a great like feeling. I mean, the the flying feeling to me is just like like it's 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 like no other. And uh, and at some point, I had like different like all of the like different main like firmwares and i would i would fly one and be like oh yeah like uh, now i like that beta flight like 3.5 or something and i would be like oh now it's fine like uh, i actually i actually think it's okay and then i would come back to the kiss one and be like holy shit that's that's like night and day it's such a better like f- f- uh, firmware and yeah like now I'm, I'm, and it, it's it brings you such a consistent flying experience wherever you are like it, it, it you don't have to worry about updating every every other day like with flight one that's uh, i'm still I mean, on like an old version I, and i have like a computer that yeah. it like has the old gui on it and then i don't <laughs> update but i i feel you that's like the worst part about it yeah i mean i, I i'm friends with uh guys i'm not gonna throw them under the bus but yeah i'm friends with guys that like fly flight one quite a lot and they're even like in a bit involved with it and and like yeah like they they tell you oh no but you haven't tried this version and then you're like like some guy tries it in like our like facebook groups they're like yeah i've I've tried it now and he already has like the next version ready and be like yeah no but actually you haven't tried this one because this one now like it fixed everything and every week there's a new flight one version that comes up and you have to change everything again and that's like to me, it, it, I, it, it's just a nightmare. Like, well, and especially you, for it, someone you know that's making money with the craft, and you need it to work the same, feel the same, and be able to perform. And like, I think it, yeah, like you just need it to be the same every time. And like, I fly Flight One, um, and like, I like those guys. I'm sponsored by them, but that's my biggest hiccup. And like, I'm not flying Falco X. It's probably the most que- asked question I get is, "Have you tried the new Falco X?" And I'm like. No, like I love the way my quad flies. I'm so used to it, and like I'm, I'll I'll stick with the firmware for like six to eight months and just say screw it. Like I don't need to be trying yeah. all the new flavors. Um, but hey, as long as you're not yeah. flying Beta Flight, we're cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Like uh, I was flying uh, when when uh, Damien Guns came to Paris to make me test test his his motor. He didn't come just for that, but he. he I'm coming we for you. Tested our motors and I, <laughs> I did like the, the the video with him, <laughs> and uh, basically we uh, we exchanged like our quads. And it's funny because what we realized is that in terms of flying feeling, uh, flight one and uh, kiss are exact opposites. Like um, flight one will be like super snappy in like rolls and stuff, 
then will be super loose in uh in in like your turns and it will it will feel like or maybe it's just the way damien like tunes his quads but yeah it will be like very loose and very like drifty in a way while uh for kiss it's when you when you do your rolls and stuff it's pretty smooth and, and it always ends like kind of like soft and uh and then when you when you do your turns, it's really like you you feel like you're really in it, and you you can like I mean it's it's very like hard, like the air is like a bit like like a sharper ice skate. You've got more grip, yeah, on on everything you do. Yeah, and like steel says, like it's hard, but it's uh, soft at the same time, like something like that. And you can you know like you can, I think if you stick with the same setup for a long time, I don't think kiss whatever i think each has their issue like you were saying the end of the flip gets a little soft or whatever but i think you as a pilot end up learning to fly around it in a way you're like oh i need to finish my rolls with like a little throttle on or not slam it quite as hard and you kind of almost subconsciously start flying around these little things mm-hmm. yeah i mean you get used to it and uh and yeah like that's why i've got three identical quads uh, that are like to everything, like to the little detail. I have everything the same because I want it to fly exactly the same all the time on every, every time I go out. And yeah, yeah. Um, going back to you were saying that you are a full time FPV pilot now, which congratulations, man! You made it to, to the rest of us peasants <laughs> down here. You made it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I, yeah, I feel like, in a way, I've like been envious of people um, in Europe. Like that's where my family is originally from. My dad still lives in the Czech Republic, and I've only been there once since I started flying FPV. But like the proximity of like how much is going on around you is so much better. Like in America, like where I lived in Colorado, you either had to take like a two to three hour flight or drive like 14 hours in either direction which like if you drive 14 hours in either direction in europe you're like at another coast somewhere you know which is crazy yeah that's what i've realized yeah yeah Um, that's what i've realized when i was in 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 the u.s was that like i mean everyone like fyi everyone in 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 france and most of europe is super jealous about the U.S. for how many bendos they have, or how many spots you guys have, but they don't realize that you have to drive three hours to get there. <laughs> in, a, in three hours, we can get to a good amount of bendos. Like the the most I usually drive to fly somewhere is one hour, yeah. and it's already like oh shit, like we're gonna drive one hour to go to that spot. Better be good. And um, <laughs> but in in LA, it's just like you, if you want to go to the shittiest spot, you have to drive one hour. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like... It's ridiculous. Um, And I don't know what you guys are smoking, but your guys' architecture is way cooler. Like, our bandos are all right, (laughs) but you guys have bandos that are, like, centuries old. We have, like, bandos from 30 years ago. Yeah, most of our... Yeah, most of our bandos are actually um, government buildings. In France, and I'm not speaking for the rest of Europe, but for France, most of the bandos that we've got are government buildings, uh, that used to be old hospitals. Uh, there's one that I used to fly quite a bit uh, that's actually yeah, centuries old. Like It's like more than 150 years old. And um, it's been abandoned for 30 years or something. And it belongs to the state. Um, they actually 
they actually filed a, a case against us for flying there. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. But we we took it, we took down the video and they were fine. Nice. But yeah, like um, yeah, like we've got we've got a lot of those because it's it's government buildings because the government is the biggest waster of real estate in France apparently. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got things that, and it's just because. Uh, continent is older as well. I mean, in terms of like buildings and stuff. It, yeah, I mean, like Colorado hasn't even been a state. I think it's coming up on 150 years for, in its existence. Oh. <laughs> like it was founded in okay, yeah. 1876. So, you know, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like we've got ruins that are like centuries old. Like there's this old cathedral, abbey. Yeah, it's an abbey. And it's like just in like some city somewhere, and we can we can go and fly there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, going back to the um, professional or full time pilot, how many like gigs do you do a month? Then you know, going into this full time thing, like, and even looking mm -hmm. into it, because um, I'm sure you kind of wanted to make the transition once you realized the possibility was there. What was like your goal for like I need X amount of work um, to make this a reality? Mm. Um, basically, it really changes from time to time. Like some month, I, I I'm scared, like very scared, because I, there's nothing coming up, and I'm like, whoa, like uh, what's happening? Uh, but some other month, I'm busy, but for 15 days straight, going to four different countries, and like I, I go to Ukraine for one day and I sleep there, shoot, then come back on the same day almost and go to another like part of like, like I would go to Norway and then I come back to Paris to do a shoot and then I have to go back to another country. So yeah, like it, it really like depends from time to time. It's like very on and off. I think, uh, these months, like these, latest month have been really good to to me but it's also because since it's sunnier uh people tend to want to shoot more stuff i think in winter it can get very very lonely and very scary because uh if, if unless you've got gigs in like places that i mean where 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 it's sunny or like are you shooting skiing or something uh, you know, you're not going to get anything like it's like, but you have to prepare for it. And, and then as long as you prepared for it, you're fine. But it feels like everything stops at some point and you're like, wait, is it, is it already over? Like, is it, am I, am I done already? Like, is no one's going to call me ever again? Yeah. I mean, I, I get stressed like that, especially cause I've never done any kind of like freelance work before. Yeah. You had a steady uh, paycheck all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like from like. Even when I was studying, uh, even before I was, I was I, when I left before I left high school, I was already like on a paycheck because I was doing my high school and working at McDonald's at the same time, and uh, and and then like, yeah, I did like five six years in advertising, and I was always, I mean, I always knew what was coming up at the end of the month, and now now I don't know what <laughs> what's going coming up at all. It's hard to know. Uh, what I'm doing in one month, but that's what's exciting about it as well is that like in suddenly like something comes up and you're like, yeah, great. Like I've got this now, like slowly, cause now I've been doing this for, uh, since yeah, November and, um, and now I can plan ahead quite a lot. Like I've got things booked like three months in advance. 
But in the beginning, I was, I, it was very scary. And is a lot of um, you know the jobs coming in? Is it you reaching out to people or people finding you? Uh, I'm I'm very bad at like selling myself. I'd say like uh, I think creators so usually what are. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and plus I don't want to deal with that. Like I, I'm I I'm, I get like really emotional in that as well. Where I, I'm just like I I get mad at people. Uh, I mean one one guy. Like last week, one guy actually promised us a big shoot, very, very big shoot with multiple FPV pilots. And he canceled, even though he told us that like he was, uh, we were supposed to to do it with him and, and everything. Like he almost like signed on it. But I mean, he had, he had given me his word basically. And he didn't like, he canceled last minute. I was ready to go to his house and like <laughs> do some shit. No, I'm joking. I would I wouldn't do that. But like I was I was extremely mad. Yeah. And that part of the business, I I don't really like it. What I really want to focus on since and since I don't I'm not really good at that. What I really focus on is just uh, putting out some new stuff that is good and putting out some like content that really makes people feel like, wow, we, we have to hire this guy. And uh, so far, it's it's been it's been working, I'd say. But, yeah. yeah, I will say. And then it, I take it you you sell them um, like the finished stabilized product, right? Like you're like, we'll do the shoot. I'll take care of like stabilize the footage um, and then give it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is something that I've, I've decided to do recently, since especially since Real, Real Steady Go came up. But yeah, I uh, now I actually deliver a full, like stabilized and unstabilized uh, stuff. I mean, a foot footage for everything. I just give them both, and uh, even even though it takes me a bit more time to process everything, I really want to do it because I think this is if people if you shoot something and then people can't do anything with it because they don't have, they don't know how to process it. They don't they feel like it's. I mean, it was impressive when they were looking at it, but then suddenly it doesn't look like they expected or anything. You you're shooting yourself in the foot because they're never going to call you back. <laughs> so, yeah, for the moment, I actually offer the stabilization. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done it for one job because I knew that the guy that was going to edit was going to edit on Flame, and Flame, for those who might not know, is a very very professional node-based uh, editing uh, post-production software and i knew that this guy would do a great job so i was like there you go you can just you can just use that you know real steady my stuff for, for myself but yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i was wondering about that um what, what, uh, what oh the other thing i was going to ask you about too um is your social media following like what are you at like thirty thousand something followers uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, 30,000. Yeah. A bit more, but yeah, not, not much more than that. Yeah. This, this happened out of luck, honestly. <laughs> uh, what happened is that it, it's a funny story as well. Cause, uh, basically I had been, uh, just, I was at two, 3000, I guess. And, uh, it was, I, I was happy with the number. I was like, okay, I'm so slowly growing. Cause I started getting interested in Instagram uh, probably in like less than a year ago, maybe in September or something. 
and um and then we did this tour where with my uh with my team pirate frames uh my my frame sponsor we 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 went to the south of south uh west of france and we 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 flew there for three days to this like in this like massive gigantic bendo um uh, and i mean we we did this one bendo and then we did other bendos like each day a different bendo and uh I put out a video about that i uh i posted on on my channel on my channel like the whole vlog i put a little and the, this little line that i did on insta and then i put it on reddit as well and it just blew up like crazy uh some guy picked it up on his facebook page it did over a million views and then after that like uh i mean also it did three or four hundred thousand on on uh team black sheep is because i had sent it to them and uh and then like complex picked it up and then uh if you're high picked it up and also uh Great and also page. world star hip-hop yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and also and also world star hip-hop picked it up and um it was funny because I was having drinks with my friends and I I just like, I was talking, they don't know about FPV quite a lot. So I, I, I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm going to show you this clip that I just did. And I look at my Instagram and I'm like, what the hell, like, what, what is going on? Like I had a lot less followers last time I checked and it, I had gained like a thousand or something. Like, and, and, and in how, and and how long like, of a time frame? I don't know, like, it was like, I was like, hey, like, I was, wasn't I at, like, three this morning, and now I'm at four, and, uh, and my wife is like, yeah, yeah, I, th I think so, and, and then, like, I check again, like, I, I, I start looking at the notifications, and it's all, like, different, different posts, it's not from one specific post, but it's every single second, there's, like, three, four people liking, and I'm like, what, <laughs> and, uh, this is my and, moment, and then I, 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 I <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I was like, what the hell? And then I set it down, and I look at it maybe 15 minutes later, and it had an extra thousand to to it. And I was like, what? Like, And it kept going up and up and up like that. For the whole evening, I went home, and I had 20,000 followers. And I was like, what is... I mean, I, I still didn't really know because I didn't have time to investigate. I was looking at, like, I mean, I was chilling with my friends. And then I realized that, like, I, I started, like, posting, like, stories about this, like, what, what the hell is going on? And people started messaging me, like, no, but yeah, you're on Complex, you're on this, you're on this, you're on this. And, like, I was like, wow. And, yeah, it, it, it just got, like, so much traction through that. And I gained, like, yeah, around 20,000 followers in one night. And the next day, all day, I was entering uh, DMs, <laughs> like, the whole day literally just sat there answering dms like the directors that did like in incredible stuff would like would just like message me people that worked for like shows like um snl uh like stuff like that i was like the hell and uh yeah like it was funny because i had just decided to go uh like pro uh, to go professional, not to go pro. I'm, gl I'm glad that in like, FPV, just... that's a personal decision. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, I, I just like decided that, like, 
basically, I I was looking for a job for a while, uh, and and I I had this really cool job offer in like France's biggest advertising agency as a creative, and they also wanted me because I was a creative maker, as as they call that. So someone that also does YouTube on the side and creates content. And um, so they wanted to use even the FPV, I think. And, uh, and, but I had like, since they had taken so much time to come back to me, like five months, I had started like doing gigs left and right, like just like little stuff. And then I dropped them uh, the day before I was supposed to like enroll in the thing I just I just called them and I was like I can't do this because I was having so much fun I get like I asked them for three weeks because I had three weeks to shoot stuff and then I was like yeah in three weeks I'll start working with you and I just I just couldn't like at the on the last day I called them and I was like no I'm, I'm gonna do this full time I'm sorry obviously they were not pleased uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it it worked out and then like just after that, I had this massive like viral video that did over 10 million views, and uh, and that kind of like it, it felt like it was kind of a sign somehow. Yeah, I mean, if there was ever a sign, man, that you made the right call, that that that's got to be it. Like, I think a lot of people in FPV, um, you know, like dream of a moment like that, and for it to happen as like a a way of like assurance that you made the right call is pretty proper, man. Like, that's unreal. And twenty twenty thousand followers, man. Like, I like I've seen videos and stuff of people's likes rolling in when they had a viral video. But that must be crazy going through that, especially just on a night where you're like chilling with your friends, trying to be cool, wondering what the fuck is going on. <laughs> exactly, like, like trying I to piece this exactly together. The same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had exactly the same video in my head when it happened to me, and I was like, this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. keeps going. Did you get but, a lot yeah, of? It's, it's a- did you get a lot of opportunities um, through that blow up right there? Uh, I got a few. I got I, I got my first like really interesting gig with Beautiful Destinations uh, before before it was cool before Johnny did it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. But actually, actually, yeah, I got thanks to that. I got uh, and it's also thanks to Johnny because he couldn't he he had to do the Will Smith. Uh, video so he he couldn't do that one and he was the one with the opportunity at first and then uh somehow they knew about me through that complex uh repost and they just uh, they just called me and, and i was and it was like five days after they were like you can you come over in five days uh, into puerto rico i was like yeah <laughs> absolutely so i just just went and uh and yeah like I got this and I got a few but then the other opportunities that I got is like as like as I, I am I'm posting content people see a specific shot of something interesting like the 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 grabbing shot for example with the longboard video it it took me to uh, Ukraine to shoot something with a really cool director and DOP because they just saw that shot and they were like, oh, like this guy could could do something interesting. And yeah, like it got me a lot of opportunities uh, f- with that first thing. It kind of just like helped me just like 
I mean, get like good opportunities and, and kind of have like legitimacy. And then, and then each new like shooting is a new opportunity to do something crazy that will take me on to the next thing, basically. And in Europe or in France, do you have to have um, like a license? Like we have the FAA 107 yeah. um, to do this stuff. Like, did you have yeah. to take a test and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we used to have a test. I mean, when I passed it, it was not a drone test. It was a an ultralight plane test. So I had to pass like this ultralight plane flight instructor uh, diploma. Uh, and then I have a diploma saying that I'm an ultralight plane flight instructor. So it's, Badass. Uh, it's overqualified. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, now they, they still accept it as a drone license, but yeah, uh, the other, now, now they have a proper like drone system where you, you have to have like a theory, a, a theoretical exam, and then you have to pass a practical exam. But for us, like before that, we could just declare ourselves able to fly the drone. So it was, it was really funny. It was like, you, you were doing a practical exam to yourself. Like, do you agree that, uh, you can fly and, and that everything will be fine? Yep. And yep. then that I'm was the it. Best. You had passed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Like, uh, but yeah. And, and now I can like actually deliver, uh, training to, I mean, I can, I can actually give this, this license to people. Since I have the instructor uh, thing, I can I can also make like those drone pilots pass the the, no, that's the, pretty the, cool. the diploma. <clears throat> What's your yeah. guys's elevation limit over there? Um, it's um, it depends on places. Uh, you've got places where it's thirty meters, uh, so hundred feet. Uh, then you've got places where it's five, uh, it's fifty meters, and then you've got places with one hundred and fifty. Okay, so just so, various. Yeah. Basically, very cool. Yeah, man. and uh, yeah, super cool. That's uh, yeah, that's that's. But most places where we fly, we don't really go over 150, anyways. It doesn't look and, that cool, anyway. And, or even like 50. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, especially to me, with a GoPro. I rarely go. Yeah. Yeah. You need. I to rarely like... go over 20 meters. I think. <laughs> yeah. Dope, man. Um, those were all the top. Well, the last topic I had on here was cinematic question mark, but you answered that in like the first five minutes. <laughs> the, uh-huh. don't, don't like to use the term okay. cinematic. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah. your, your style of flying, um, you know, like I had Air Blaster on last week and like there's a few people around the world that make a certain type of content. And you're definitely one of them, dude. You're crushing it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. I just try to do my best. Like honestly, I just, I just want to like do the best I can and come back with the cool, fo- like the coolest footage possible. Yeah. And that's it. And also try and tell a story while I'm at it. Because for a long time, I didn't think I would get like the the, the cool bangers, like uh, like like any any like of the top pilots at the time. I was like, no, nah, I'm. I'm I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to focus on, like, showcasing, like, my French community because I'm very frustrated at, like, what they... I mean, there's a lot of really, really talented pilots in France and they don't get the spotlight that they deserve because they don't speak English, so they can't really share 
uh, stuff the, the way like others uh, might be able to share it internationally. So I wanted to do that. I was like, I'm going to focus on that. And, and as like I, I kept on flying, I, I got better at flying, I guess, and also I, I just building up an interest in video. And, uh, and now, yeah, now I can, I can do it as well, basically. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. What, and you don't have to share this if you don't want to, because it may be like your own secret, but what do you upload to YouTube in? Uh, I upload in, in, uh, one, uh, one 440p, uh, in, uh, what else is there? Uh, I mean, I just, I just have like a pretty high bit rate, like, uh, to 30 or something to pass, uh, like rendered maximum speed um, at maximum depth. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Like, uh, recently I've been struggling with, uh, that saturation problem that everyone's got when they, uh, color grade on premiere, especially cause I'm colorblind. So it's, it's oh complicated for me to know. <laughs> yeah. You should make a tutorial yeah. series color grading with a, bl- <laughs> with a colorblind guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now I've found like a way around it because every time like before that I would I would like come up with a like an edit like color graded spend a lot of time color grading and then I, it would come out very dull so now I just like add f- 10 to 15 percent saturation to everything and and it, it works but yeah it's like it's it's been frustrating before that. So now my little like secret of the trade is to just add a little 10 to 15%. Uh, if you color grading on premiere, uh, because it's going to dole it out like crazy. Yeah. But apart from that, I'm, I think it's like, I'm, and what, uh, and do you do like H.264 or for a format? Yeah. H.264. Cool. Yeah. H.264 is, yeah, because that's the that's the the codec that YouTube's using. So I don't really see why we shouldn't use that one. Because otherwise they're going to transcode it. And knowing the job that they do with compression and most of the stuff that if it, you, you better you better use the right thing right off the bat. Otherwise it's it's not gonna yeah. not gonna work. I think. <laughs> yeah, your longboard video, um, like it was just so crisp. Like the lines, you know, like no. No graininess, no nothing. It was like, it was one of those videos where like back in the day, I always used to watch GoPro videos and be like, my GoPro doesn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people ask me if I shot it with uh, something different, but yeah, I mean, you you even did just earlier. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, but I'm not so happy about the color grading on that one, and I actually had another guy color grade it afterwards because uh, I couldn't make it look the way I want to. So on my air views, there's actually the color grading that is supposed to. Oh, heck yeah. to I'll have. link that in the show notes yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Well, sweet man. Um, before we get out of here, anything that we should look out for from you and sponsor shout outs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I've got uh, a frame coming up. Ooh. Uh, yeah. It's uh, actually, like, um, by the time this will be published, it will be out. Uh, so it's called The Hook, and it's from Pirate Frames. 
Uh, it's a it's a toilet tank uh, battery. Uh, Thank you. Frame. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and and it's very very durable. We've been working on it for almost a year because we had a lot of of things to. We I mean the guys at Pirate Frames they're amazing because they really don't want to come up with anything unless it's like absolutely perfect. And uh, and that's what we we did with that one is that. We worked on it so much. We tried different carbons, and we always make sure that everything has been tested before. So, but the, the problem is that this makes like a lot of time. Some some companies they'll come up with a frame design and then they'll just uh, change the carbon for no reason. I mean, for a reason that's specific to them, and they won't tell you about it. They won't test it. They won't. They won't do anything. But we made sure that we tested literally everything before we actually shipped. And um, and now it's shipping, and uh, people can get it at a very reasonable price as well. And true X, squished X, what kind of frame, and uh, how big? For the, I was I was a big fan of the squished uh, when I was flying more of a like classic, uh, boss. We call it bosses in 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 France. Uh, type of, of frames where like you have a long body in the middle. But with the uh, the toilet tank, I found that the Truex works actually a lot better, and uh, and it gives like this perfect balance to everything, and it's so easy to tune. And uh, yeah, I just I'm just like completely in love with this frame. It's it's very durable. It's it's that it's doing exactly like one of the first things that things that we've realized with that frame is that it's. It's just like going exactly where I want it to go. And that's like one of the things, like when I had like this squad, I was like, wow, now like it goes exactly where, where I want it to go. Like uh, I do, I think of something and the and the quad goes exactly where I'm thinking. I don't have to counter anything or to compensate for whatever. It's just going where I want it to go. And yeah, that's what I want from my quad. So yeah proper man um and that's one of your sponsors and i see team black sheep too yeah there's uh so this pirate frames there's uh menace rc then there's team black sheep of course uh there's t uh t motor as well and there's cnhl and uh kiss flight we know kiss as well is one of my sponsors that's a stack man and uh yeah, that's a, that's quite a bit. And also, I mean, I, I I have to give like a massive shout out to Real Steady and and, and team at Real Steady, especially Ro, Robert McIntosh that's doing an amazing job. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Well, awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you, thank you for, for 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 asking me all these questions and like just even like I, I didn't think I, I'd be on a podcast like 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 yours and uh, yeah that's that's awesome. <laughs>